What's up, great people? This is your host, JV the Great, and you're tuned in to episode 12 of Crypto and Chill. Thank you for tuning in. You know, we're blessed to be alive. You know, I'm blessed to have you guys tuning in, wherever you're tuning in from. You know, shout out your state, whether it's overseas, across the country, different country, across the state, down the street, wherever you're tuning in from, man. Thank you. Thank you. I love you all. Let's have a good day today. Here in Atlanta, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cold out. As I look at the uh, temperature, it's about 48 degrees. Right in the city. I'm right in the city right now. Right downtown Atlanta. It's about 48 degrees outside, man. So be sure to, if, you, if you're in a state where it's kind of cool, kind of cold, you know, make sure you when you go out, man, you kind of bundle up a little bit, put on the jacket or something at least. Don't be out here in no sandals and flip-flops, man, and it's below 40 degrees, man. Like, come on, unless you're in Miami or somewhere in Florida, you know, temperature's still like 60, 70 degrees, then it's okay. Then it's okay. But, man, today, I don't know if y'all seen it yesterday, man, but if you're into to the crypto space and, you, and you're on Twitter, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure you saw it. It was a, a, a glitch with a lot of the prices for crypto, man, and... When I tell you, I was in the gym when I looked at the price and it just hit. I was like, what the fuck? WTF? I'm like, what the fuck? I saw XRP was over 20 million per one coin. 20 million per one XRP, man. Like, can you fathom that? 20 million for one XRP? Man, I tell you, I, I instantly got on the phone. I called my supervisor. I said, hey, I ain't going to be able to make it tomorrow. He said, all right, that's cool. Just put in a, 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 um, a request for time off, sick time. Just give me the sheet uh, when, whenever you get back. Like, I'm not going to be able to come in ever again. And he was like, what, what? What are you talking about? And this is what I told him. Sir, now that you got your check, do you plan on quitting your job driving this truck? Truck driver? I ain't no truck driver. I'm a janitor. Janitor? That's right, man. I just bought this truck straight cash. And I got enough cigarettes to last me and my family for the rest of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys aren't familiar with Deja Pell, they came off of one of the Deja Pell episodes, man, way back in the day. You know, I like that. I told my boss, man, I'm rich, bitch. You know, now, now this morning I'm headed in to beg for my job back. So, sad story, sad situation. Me being a quadrillion, whatever you call it, a quadrillionaire, that vanished yesterday. So, sadly, I'm back in here. I'm back working, man. So, it is what it is, man. Time to go get my job back. But anyway, on to the news, man. Yesterday, as you all know, we had a, um, there was another hearing and there was another, um, uh, committee related to crypto. Well, related to stable coins. Now, uh, I didn't care to, um, tune into that one because I, I, as I assumed and as I expected, it was the complete opposite of the of the hearing of the banking committee the hearing that happened last week that involved crypto um the one that happened happened yesterday and it included uh senator yellen and it also included uh a young lady by the name of alexis goldstein now i'm not gonna bash her or anything but i really don't know her purpose uh to be getting called up for these hearings because she seems like she's very anti-crypto um so and the few clips that i saw uh it was pretty much saying how stable coins could collapse the the financial system and you know it's not efficient it's not used for goods it's not this it's not that pretty much just bashing the whole the whole space and they pretty much i heard some things when they said um in order to use stable coins, you have to <clears throat> um, have a Coinbase account, and it's it's not easier for for the unbanked to get the USDC coin, and Tether, or whatever stable coin you want to use. Um, but 
you know, the whole thing, man, I just didn't even care to look at it. I, I, I didn't even care to look at it, you know, because I, I just didn't want to sit through a bashing, um, a bashing event that goes towards stable coins or any crypto. Now, it was a tweet I saw on um, on Twitter that came from sitting together. And I'm going to read it to you guys. And I'm, I'm going to tell you how I feel about it. Not yelling. Why do I keep saying yelling? My fault. I said yelling this whole time. But I was actually uh, I was actually uh, talking about Elizabeth Warren. I don't know why. Yelling and, and Warren and Gensler, they all go into this same bucket to me. Like they all, it's like they're all all on the same mission to stifle innovation and to completely bash and spread FUD against crypto. But my bad, y'all. I was talking about Elizabeth Warren this whole time. So if you heard me say yelling um, earlier in this um, in this dialogue, I was actually talking about uh, Elizabeth Warren. So I'm gonna pull up that tweet I was talking about Elizabeth Warren, and I'm gonna share my um, thoughts on it because it was it, it's, it's it was crazy to me. Um, how these people can can say what they say, you know, portray this image. So I'm pulling it up right now. So she said, um, "Let's first let's listen to the video real quick." Well, matter of fact, first let's read what she tweeted. She said, "Stable coins pose risk to consumers and to our economy. They're propping up one of the shadiest parts of the crypto world, DeFi." Where consumers are least protected from getting scammed, our regulators need to get serious about clamping down before it's too late. Well, you can get scammed by really doing anything. Someone can come up to you and say, "Hey, I can do this for you," and you know, give me a little fee or pay me a, 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 a startup fee, and you know, you can get you can get scammed by a a contractor, a real estate contractor. You know, he can come up and say, hey, I'm going to do this work. I'm going to do that, that, that. And, hey, let, let's just say y'all go off a, an agreement with a handshake. He can say, I can do this for you. I can do that to your house. I can do that to your property, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to need this amount of money to start. You pay him. You never see him again. You just got scammed. You just got scammed. Someone can come up to you with a product and say, hey, man, this, this is the newest MacBook right and you get it it looks brand new fresh and it's still in the box or whatnot you know guy selling it out the back of his trunk and you get it say hey, just give me this and that it can be cheap it can be a little money it can be oh, let me give me 150 dollars man you had oh, for real yeah brand new watch box you get it take it home plug it up it has a a, 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 a deficiency uh deficiency you just got scammed you just got scammed you can go to a restaurant. Somebody charge you something. Say, hey, this, this food is worth this much, and then they give it to somebody else. But you just got scammed, man. But when it's when it comes to to crypto, these people act like this is just so evil. It's just so corrupt. It's just so bad. It's just so dark. There's no investor protection. There's no consumer protection. Like majority of the people in the space, they get it. They understand it. They're not going to get scammed. Because the only way you can get scammed, people, let's go, let's dive into that real quick. If you're new into crypto, and I believe I've said this before, if you're new in crypto, right? If, if you're new, please, if somebody tells you, if you if if somebody tells you this, if they come to you and say hey, or if they text you and say hey, or they email you and say hey, send me your crypto, and I'll send you twice as much back. Ask yourself, how do you think that's going to happen? And why would that happen? Why should that person give you twice as much back as you gave them? Right. Just think about it. Think about this too. You you spent your hard-earned money to buy this crypto. So basically, this these virtual virtual currencies that are used to to you know, power these networks. You spent your money on these virtual currencies. So it's just like your money. Why would you give your money to someone just because they said, 
hey, give me a thousand of your Bitcoin or a thousand of your XRP, a thousand of your XLM or whatever crypto you have. Send me a thousand of them and I'll send you twice as much back. I'll send you two thousand back. Why would they do that? Just think about it now. Somebody come to you and say, hey, I want a thousand dollars. Give me a thousand dollars and I'll give you two thousand back. Two thousand dollars back. Why, why would they do that? Do you really have that much trust into a random person that will come to you via email who you don't know who that is across the computer screen that typed that message to send to your email? So people, just be beware now. Beware. Beware of these scams. Be Beware of these emails. Please, if you get these type of emails, if you open it up and read it, please do not click on the link. If there's a link that it's asking you to click on, just delete it. You can't miss, think of it like this, you can't miss what you never had. But you can miss what you have. In other words, you have crypto and you can miss it if you lose it or somebody scam you out of it. But you can't miss an opportunity, a fake opportunity where someone is claiming that they can send you twice as much crypto back. Like, don't do not do not do it, people. Don't click on links. Do not click on links. Do not send nobody your crypto. Even if the email looks real and certified because I've seen... Um, it's been a ripple email going along, going around, and I actually received one. It looks professional. It has Ripple's logo on it. It's typed up professionally. It looks good, but I know it's a scam because I know that Ripple, the company, is not going to be emailing me for anything. You know, it's different if a company say, "Hey, we got an event going on, and you know, here's an invitation, and, and it's not going to have a link on it. It's going here's the invitation, here's." the time here's what an event going to be at here's going to be hosting who's going to be hosting and blah 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 and okay cool but uh uh, uh, email sent to me saying hey we need you to put your crypto in this this new um this yield pool this this crypto pool and and we want you to ask crypto and you can see such and such gains if you send your crypto nah man i'm not doing that i'm not sending my crypto to nobody but myself get you a ledger get you a ledger hardware wallet and 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 set it up and send your crypto to yourself so that way it won't even be on, on the exchanges so if the exchanges get hacked or if they shut down you still have your crypto in your possession but back to elizabeth warren I can't believe she said this. They're, they, she said they're probably one of the shadiest parts of the crypto world, DeFi, where consumers are at least protected from getting scammed. Our regulators need to get serious about clamping down before it's too late. Now, that's the first part of that. Stable coins pose risks to consumers and to our company. I responded with, I believe you and your like-minded colleagues are the true risk to the consumers and the economy ask yourself why is our economy in a failing position and why aren't those same consumers quote unquote that you speak of expressing those same concerns as you why is that why why is it that only these certain government officials why are they the only one that finds crypto to be so dark and so mysterious and so secretive why is that like i don't i don't see people running around here saying don't get me wrong it is some people that saying oh i got scammed but it's not the majority of the space like you you know you don't have a couple here a couple there say they got scammed or whatnot but the overall idea the overall construct of crypto behind crypto DeFi, nfts etc people are not begging for their protection people aren't asking the government to protect them people aren't going to the government and saying please get rid of crypto please it's so secretive it's so dangerous i don't i fear for my bank account ain't nobody going to them saying that people like gary gessler and elizabeth warren man they they sit down and they type up these little movie script roles and they 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 try to spread it they they they, they try to spread these these ideas when it when it when they get into these hearings and they try to make it seem like this space is so bad and dangerous i mean to me i've learned so much since i got into this space about government finance or whatever banking like this is a way for us to 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 
create some more income for ourselves. A lot of people have, have changed their lives when it comes to crypto. And that should be the goal. That's the true American dream to change your life and change your family's lives. But for some reason, they want you to depend on the government. They're out here raising the debt ceiling. What, $2.5 trillion? They raised the debt ceiling $2.5 trillion while at the same time passing the bill worth $1.2 trillion. How does that make sense? Inflation is in is in the record-breaking numbers. You got gas prices down there four dollars. Like, what's going on? But yet they want to tell you that crypto is so dangerous, so secretive, it's so dark. We need to protect you. How? How does that make sense? The people we need protecting from is the government. That's who we need to be protected from. Like, it's so crazy, man. Like, this new innovation is life-changing and they're completely against it. They don't want America, they don't want the citizens to to have any type of freedom. America is supposed to be, it's it's supposed to be built on freedom. It's supposed to be built on, like, like making your own decisions. Make, creating that American dream. You know what I'm saying? They're in the, the gov- our own government is standing in the way of that. You know, let this innovation stri- uh, thrive. Let it thrive. You know. So that, that, that's how I feel about that, man. Like these government officials are 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 man. It's it, it's really no words for them. It's really no words. For them. I just got done listening to the um, PBD podcast with special guest John Deaton. And you all know John Deaton is the guy uh, that's leading the charge for the XRP holders against the SEC and trying to get the XRP token itself out of the crossfires of, of the SEC and Ripple lawsuit. Now, this 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 was one of, in my opinion, this was one of John Deaton's best interviews uh they, they they went over everything uh one of my favorite parts of the podcast the interview or however you want to label it uh is when john, when john deaton pulled out those redacted forms of bill Hemmings deposition it like when, when the guy that was sitting beside john deaton it, it, it looked at like it actually struck a nerve when he saw how much uh redactions uh, had been had been how much was redacted on these forms in this deposition it's pretty much we pay our tax dollars to these government officials like the SEC and, and Bill Hemmings at the time and they asked Bill Hemmings some simple questions on you know who did he what companies did he represent now ask yourself if these if if Bill Hemmings comments if his answers weren't damning um to the lawsuit itself if if bill Hemming was being a good honest uh government official and he was transparent and all his business dealings were honest and and didn't have any conflicts of interest or didn't look like they had any conflicts of interest why would the sec redact them you know, if I'm the S, like I, I've thought about this a lot. If I'm the SEC, and my sole mission, like Gary Gensler likes to, likes to mention and likes to repeat, that if my sole duty and mission was to protect investors, I would come out every day and give examples on what makes a digital asset a, a, a security. And if even if I believe that the rules are clear, I would give people a reminder. I would give people a refresher, okay? Even though the rules are clear, here are some examples. Bitcoin. 
this is what make makes bitcoin a non-security then i'll take an example of a uh, of a crypto asset that i feel like is a security and i'll break it down if you look on twitter if you follow gary Gensler on twitter he periodically releases these pointless waste of a time videos called office hours uh for the sec he goes over topics that are i believe they only suits his personal interests he don't it, it with those with, with those little videos he uploads he could be using those little office hours videos to break down what is a crypto asset security what is a non-security he has no problem with going back and 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 making these little office hours videos and, and describing to you what's a spac telling you what's a spac and you know what what harm they can do and uh how he feel like you should have a savings account and invest five dollars and all this old crazy stuff gary be doing but but back on topic i really enjoyed that podcast man when when it comes to stuff like that man i i, I like i stayed for the entire podcast i really enjoyed it and they touched on a lot of different topics how uh elon musk went back at fired back at elizabeth warren and we, you know we talked i talked about elizabeth warren a little a little earlier um how elizabeth warren just looks miserable man she she seems so bitter and she finds the bad and the negative out of every in, in any and everything like and she may be the sweetest woman outside of her job you know who knows but when it comes to the public and the, and the public figures and, and, and speaking publicly and, and whatnot, she is the most bitter and, and aggressive and like everything's a scam. Everything is bad and awful. I mean, she should look in the mirror how she's how her and her colleagues are running this this country. But in other news, man, let's. Um, Let's check out the market. Let's check out the market prices. As a matter of fact, let, let's read this article first. Um, and it comes from news.bitcoin.com. Shout out to them. And it starts with market analyst says whole crypto sphere is in a bear market as prices continue to slide lower. Now, I've seen some, some and, and some people say, you know, we're in a bear market. Some people say it's a bear trap. Some people say we're still in a bull market. Me, I don't know. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know what what we're in. Um, you know, I'm not a charts guy, uh, and I also try my best to to invest in in, in utility based assets. You know, even though they they have a chance of of plunging as well and, and losing their value, but I feel like in the long run, utility based assets, utility based cryptos are going to be successful you know they may dip but in the long run when utility actually kicks in i believe those cryptos those utility based assets the ones with real use cases and are really doing stuff that's going to benefit the government and benefit our lives i feel like they are going to be um you know value they're going to appreciate you know over time but back to this article um the crypto economy has been Sliding in value this week during the last 24 hours, it has lost 2.5 percent, dropping to 2.3 trillion. And that 2.3 trillion is that's the that's the entire asset class. That's all the cryptos combined. That's the entire class. All the money that's in crypto. That's everything. So 2.3 trillion. Uh, the leading crypto asset, Bitcoin, has slid 4.8 percent during the last seven days. And Ethereum has dropped 11.7% last week. The downward spiral has cryptocurrency advocates questioning whether or not the bull run is over or if the bear market has begun. Bears continue to claw the crypto economy down. Following all-time price highs on November the 10th, the crypto asset economy has shed an enormous amount of value and continues to sink lower every few days. After reaching 69K per unit on November the 10th, Bitcoin managed to stay above 60K zone for six days after. And for just over two weeks, Bitcoin managed to stay above the $50,000 region. After sliding below $50,000 on, 50, on December the 4th, the same day it hit a low of 43972 per unit, but has managed to jump back above the 47000 zone. 
and we're going to check out the prices after I read this. Uh, still, Bitcoin is trading for 149% higher than it was on this day last year. However, monthly stats show Bitcoin is down 26.1% and more than 30% from the all-time high. The second leading crypto asset, Ethereum, is down 11.7%. This week, and 30-day stats show Ethereum has lost 17.5%. Similarly, Ether is still up year to date as the price uh, per Ether is over 550% higher than this time last year. The crypto asset is under the 4K zone, $4,000 zone, and currently changing hands for $3,845 per Ether. And this was uh, December 14th. So like I said, we're going to check out the prices after this. Um, uh, just looking over this real quick quick so let's check out these prices let's check out the prices you know a lot of stuff even the stock market is in the red so even the stock market is in the red uh, but anyway let's check out these prices as of right now we got a bitcoin sitting right below 47,000 it's in there $46,933 at the time of speaking. Uh, Ethereum is well below uh, $4,000. It's sitting at $3,686 right now. We got a Binance coin sitting at $506. We got Solana right at $159. We got Cardano, ADA, sitting at $1.21. Got an XRP that's under $0.80, cent, sitting at $0.78. Cent. We got a polka dot sitting at $24.61. Uh, Dogecoin is at $0.17. Cent. So I don't think Elon Musk uh, tweets helped it that much. And I'm kind of glad that, in, in a way, I'm kind, I'm kind of glad, I'm kind of happy that, uh, that Elon's tweets isn't a big market mover anymore like they used to be. Uh, yeah, if you're not too familiar with Twitter, uh, Elon Musk put on Twitter the other day. The other, I think it was yesterday that um, Tesla is going to start accepting um, Doge payments for its merchandise, not for the stocks, but its merchandise. Uh, so that's that's you know as far as shirts, caps, bags, uh, you know little merchandise to support uh, Tesla. But Doge is is sitting at 17 cent. Hmm. Now that's a coin that I would not, not financial advice. This is just me speaking for me. That's a coin that me personally, I wouldn't think of as a long term hold. And that's just me personally. I, I wouldn't like if I had a lot of money in that. I wouldn't be in it. I, I would be getting out. Um, we got an avalanche sitting at eighty eight dollars. We got terror sitting at fifty five. We got Shiba Inu still with four zeros in front of it, followed by 3242. Uh, we got Polygon sitting at $1.85. Crypto coin sitting at 51 cent. Uh, Litecoin, $144. Uh, Uniswap, $14. Um, got an Algorand sitting at $1.31. Chainlink sitting at $17.45. Now, the way I see these prices, man, I see it as a sale still going on for crypto. Um, it's a sale, you know, even though everything is in the red, like I said, it's a sale on a lot of high quality assets, um, internet computer, not financial advice, but it's sitting at $24, you know, for a while it was around that, um, that $40 range at 40 and, you know, hovering between 40 and $50 for a good minute. Um, we got a Hedera sitting at 22 cents sandbox sitting at $4 and, and uh, 47 cents. I might get some sandbox. I've been hearing that around a lot and I think it's part of the metaverse. I believe it's part of the metaverse um, with the gaming platforms and whatnot. So I may look into Sandbox. Um, Gala sitting at 46 cent. I got some Gala uh, last week. Um, what else? We got Loop Ring sitting at $2. Quant sitting at a, a $184. I'll make your own decisions on these. So. And those are the prices, man. Like I said, don't don't get scared. You know, if you know you got some true assets, if you if you're still in the positive, and you know you got in at a good entry point, prices well below what they're currently at, then you're you're in a good position. You know, you're in a good position. Um, 
we just talked about Elon, the Elon effect. Uh, it didn't have much effect at all. Um, we got uh, Anchorage raises 350 million to expand crypto offerings. The raise gives Anchorage a three billion value, a three billion dollar evaluation. Um, Anchorage Digital has raised 350 million in a funding round led by KKR. Uh, Anchorage closes Series D funding round. U.S.-based digital assets firm, firm uh, Anchorage Digital, has raised 350 million in a Series D funding round. The firm shared details of the raise in a Wednesday blog post. It was led by investment company KKR, while Goldman Sachs, Almeda Research, uh, Andreessen Horowitz, Apollo, and others also participated. The raise gives the firm a valuation of over $3 billion and follows a GIC-led 80 million Series C round, which took place in February 2021. Diogo Monica, the president and co-founder of Anchorage Digital, said of the raise, as more and more institutions look to add crypto services into their offerings, we find ourselves at an inflection point. This funding positions Anchorage Digital to meet the unprecedented institutional demand for this rapidly evolving market. So even though the prices are down, you still have institutions putting putting their money in it because they see the future. They see the long run. No matter the FUD that these government officials and agencies are spreading, people like Gary Gensler, Elizabeth Warren, these type of people, man, they don't want it to, to happen. They, they want to slow this down as much as they can because their buddies are the banks, you know. Their buddies are these old legacy systems, man. These banks, these banks been having power for so long, and now they're getting scared. They're being, they're, they are being threatened, threatened by these crypto assets and these crypto companies. So they're doing their best to slow down this innovation while they, you know, wrap up, wrap up their knowledge of the assets and try to come up with the departments within their within their institutions to foster this, these these innovations. So the way I see it, man, they look at it like, hey, if we, if we can't beat them, then we got to join them some kind of way. We got to join them. We got to start offering these these investments to our customers. We got to. So Anchorage lets institutional players gain crypto exposure. It offers a range of services, including custody, trading and staking for crypto assets like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Why? Because the SEC gave them that guidance years ago when Bill Hemmings gave that free speech, that free pass speech saying that they don't believe they don't see Ether as being a security. So that's why you're always hearing only Bitcoin and Ethereum because those are the only two with clarity. After the, S the XRP lawsuit, you're going to only be hearing Bitcoin, Ethereum and XRP. That is if Gary Gensler doesn't go after Ethereum. Because it, it was made, um, it was made clear to the uh, according to um, Charles Gal, uh, Gasparino and Eleanor, who works for Fox Business. According to them, they got word from some SEC enforcement lawyers that, uh, or the SEC themselves, that they haven't officially made a ruling on Ethereum and Bitcoin. Even though we know that's a lie, but that's how trapped. Up in this lawsuit that the SEC has uh, put themselves, they are trying to walk back the clarity that they gave Bitcoin and Ethereum. You know, crazy times we live in, man. Crazy times, crazy, crazy times. Um, and this is another article I want to get to um, before we get into a little bit more XRP news. Uh, crypto ads banned for UK watchdog for failing to highlight risk. Interesting. So UK is banning advertisement. The UK advertising watchdog banned seven cryptocurrency ads on Wednesday and said they must not appear again. The Advertising Standards Authority said the ads were banned for irresponsibly taking advantage of consumers' inexperience and for failing to illustrate the risk of the investment. The banned ads included a website and Twitter post from a pizza chain, as well as a digital poster from a crypto exchange. Why is a pizza chain 
advertising crypto anyway. Uh, uh, but I ain't gonna get too far into it. It's gonna get into it, I assume. Um, the majority of the banned ads were put out were put out by crypto exchanges and crypto trading platforms. Companies affected by the bans include eToro, Coinbase, Coinbase Europe, Luno Money, Exmo Exchange, Payword, and Papa John's GP. Papa John looks out of place in that lineup. What is Papa John doing <laughs> with some crypto assets? That is crazy. Papa John's Bitcoin ad. Papa John's website ad stated free Bitcoin worth $13 and save when you spend, uh, I don't know what that is, L30 or more and get L10 worth of Bitcoin from Luno. The Twitter ad was similar. Papa John's said the ads were part of an annual uh, celebration of Bitcoin Pizza Day. I didn't know Papa John's had a Bitcoin piece of that. Which is meant to mark the day when two Papa John's pieces were bought for 10,000 Bitcoins in May 2010. What? Bro. Somebody spent 10,000 Bitcoins for two Papa John pieces in 2010? I wonder if Papa John still have those 10,000 Bitcoin. 10,000 Bitcoin, man. Let's, let's, let's do the math real quick. Let's do the math. Let's do the math. Let's do the math. Let me let me go back to the Bitcoin price. Okay. Today, let's just say 47,000 to round it to the nearest thousand. So 47,000 times 10,000. That's $470 million for two pieces Man, bro, those t- the people that that bought those two people, I bet they're looking back. But uh, I, I I imagine that uh, those people probably sold their Bitcoin when it got up to who knows a thousand dollars. They probably sold it then because if they was willing to spend ten thousand Bitcoin on two pieces, I um, I decided they didn't know what they had. Or they got a shit ton of Bitcoin still. Because to spend 10000 man, that's a lot of Bitcoin. Either you don't know what you have or you have so many that you don't care about spending 10000 10, Bitcoin. Back to the article. The piece of chain argued that the ad made no comment on investing in Bitcoin and the promotion only offered a mechanism for customers to get free Bitcoin. But the ASA concluded that the offer trivialized a, seri- a serious and potential costly financial decision. The ads were addressed to a general audience, and we considered that most of those who engaged in a promotion linked to buying pizza were likely to be inexperienced in their understanding of cryptocurrencies and the risks inherent in doing so. It said, we further noted that the ads contain no risk warnings about cryptocurrency. And they go on with uh, the Coinbase ad. The Coinbase promotion was a pay-for Facebook advert that stated, uh, "In Bitcoin in 2010 would be worth 100,000 in January 2021. Don't miss out on the next decade. Get started on Coinbase today." The ad also said, "Buy Bitcoin in five minutes with as little as." Uh, I guess that's I don't know what I can't read the the. The way they are using these um dollar amounts, but L25 and the word unregulated was used. That was stupid. Why put a, a, a advertisement with Bitcoin? Uh, you you got an advertisement that says buy Bitcoin in five minutes with as little as this this amount of money, and then have unregulated tied to that. that that's that's crazy. Whoever made that ad should get dismissed from that job duty. You can't make an ad that goes against, like, come on, man. You're trying to get us sued. You're trying to get us jammed up in court. That was that was crazy. I wouldn't have done that. Then also, news come, comes out today. Um, Kevin Durant signs a deal to promote crypto platform Coinbase. The NBA star is a part of the industry's push to go mainstream and lure new users. That could be uh, interesting because I think, I believe Kevin Durant has his own um, Kevin Durant has his own uh, podcast platform. 
Wow, I've been recording. I ain't even got in my um hip. Sorry about that, guys. I just realized I didn't have my headphones in with my mic, so if it sounds a little different, that's why. Um, hopefully it doesn't, but you know it's all because we finna jump back to it like we ain't leave. But like I was saying, uh, Kevin Durant signs deal to promote crypto platform Coinbase. Now that could be interesting because I think Kevin Durant has his own media company, and he also has a a uh, podcast. And you know, who knows what he's going to be doing to promote Coinbase? Now, he may start accepting some of his salary in Bitcoin, like we we've been seeing from a lot of the lot of other um, uh, athletes. So, you know, who knows? But back to the article: ba- basketball star Kevin Durant and his company Thirty Five Ventures have signed a multi-year deal with Coinbase Global Inc. to promote the cryptocurrency platform across his business. I just said it. That's what I figured. As part of the arrangement, Durant will appear in advertising as a face of the brand. Coinbase will also link up with his sports site, boardroom for digital ads, and sponsored content about crypto and put money into Durant's foundation to support his youth programs. That's a win-win on both sides. That's a win-win. He's helping to promote Coinbase and, you know, helping push innovation and getting more users in, while at the same time, they're donating to his foundation. You know, so you're winning on both sides. Kevin does very, very few brand deals, and that was by design. That was by design. Rich Kleeman, Durant's longtime manager and co-founder of his firm, said in the interview, they're this new model of brand partner for us, where they do into, where they do integrate in all different parts of our bit our business crypto companies have spent hundreds of million this year on sponsorship deals with sports leagues teams athletes and celebrities and they scramble to lure new users as a digital currency as digital currencies become more popular ftx another crypto exchange has signed on top teams like the nba's golden state warriors and will have a commercial in the nfl super bowl Crypto.com is taking over the naming rights of Los Angeles NBA Arena and has deals with Formula One and the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Actor Matt Damon has taken the equity state in in Crypto.com. While NFL quarterback Tom Brady has one in FTX, each is promoting the platform to the public. Coinbase has also been active in October. In October, it came aboard as the NBA's first crypto partner and a multi-year sponsorship agreement across pro basketball. It also sponsors esports teams, including Team Liquid and Evil Geniuses. The first ad with Durant will be released on Thursday. Coinbase chief marketing officer Kate uh, Rouch said she's looking at other segments of economy beyond sports and search of people interested in taking the leap into crypto. Hey, uh, Kate Rouse, hey, if you need some more promoters, man, hey, I'm here. You can definitely use uh, JV the Great and Crypto and Chill Podcast to, you know, we can, sign, we can do a little deal, man. I love to get paid, and uh, I love to get paid with Bitcoin and have uh, a partnership with Coinbase, you know, or, or any digital asset exchange. But the only thing, I, I got to get paid in XRP, man. I got to get paid in XRP, XLM. No, those are only two, really. XRP, XLM, or XCC. Y'all relist XRP, Coinbase, and we got you. We got a deal. <laughs> Tell Coinbase to hit my line. Tell Brian Armstrong, hey, my line is open. Tell Kate Rouse, hey, my line is open. Y'all just got to relist XRP. I'm down for the call. Let's get it. <laughs> Back to the article. Durant's firm first invested in Coinbase in 2017, joining a, a $100 million funding round and the two sides built their relationship from there. The former most valuable player who has won two NBA... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Kevin Durant invested... Nah, nah, nah. Well, he joined a $100 million funding round. Imagine how much that's worth now in just four years. Just imagine Man, that, that was a great investment. That, that was a great investment. And you got to be willing to take a risk like that because in 2017, 
who would have known we would have gotten gotten this far, even without regulation. So you got to be like their financial advisors. I'm pretty sure they told them like, hey, this is the risk. This is that. This is that. It's not regulated, but this is the, this is their game plan. This is their roadmap. This is where they plan on going. So I salute Kevin Durant for not being afraid to take that jump, take that risk, man, and, and you know, taking that chance. So Kevin Durant said, um, well, back to the article, the former most valuable player, the MVP, who has won two NBA championships with the Golden State Warriors, started meeting with founders and investors in Silicon Valley's tech sector in 2016. During the early days of their business, even when I was younger, I, I, I was always curious about the business side of things and always tried and, and always trying to learn from the people I've gotten to meet along the way. Durant said in an email, basketball was always number one for me, but it was clear that there was a lot more that I could accomplish if I had the right team around me. Man, that was that says you right, Katie. That, that, that was that was perfect. That was perfectly stated. It's all about the team around you. And like you said, he used basketball, man, to be his gateway to lead him into these relationships. You know, everybody know KD, the superstar, the MVP, but behind the scenes, he's shaking hands of, of those that are, you know, well business savvy and tech savvy and, you know, know how to make these right investments. So, Kevin Durant, salute to you, my brother. Salute to you. Now, we got, um, we got the XRP RippleNet. New news on, on Ripple, right? And I believe they have a partnership or something with uh, this company called Finastra. So I'm just saying, even though if, I may be butchering the name, but Finastra, Ripple and Finastra has a partnership. RippleNet via Fusion Total Messaging. And this came out yesterday. So manage cross-border payments easier with RippleNet via Fusion Total Messaging. And Today, global banks and and, uh, corporations manage millions of payments messages in message warehouses around the world. RippleNet via Fusion Total Messaging allows existing bank systems to route payments efficiently. Leveraging instant settlement to transact in seconds instead of days. So, that's, uh, that's that. Their story check them out pioneering pioneering this is about Finestra pioneering a world of open finance industry expertise open technology and a global ecosystem we unlock the potential of people communities and businesses everywhere it sounds like this right up ripples boat sounds like a partnership made in heaven open puts innovation in our in the hands of our customers when 95% of innovation happens outside of your own walls it's key that you have the technology tools and expert uh, ecosystem to grow and succeed. We serve 8,600 financial institutions providing the broadest, deepest software applications and connectivity to marketplaces, partners, and fintechs through our open platform, orchestrating the future of financial services. And they have listed, they have the largest peer play LFS software company, uh, transformative digital cloud banking as a service, Number one open platform and financial services serving institutions of all sizes across 130 plus countries, award winning platform and software applications, uh, purpose led to redefine, redefine financial good. Yeah, that's dope. It's like I said, it sounds like a, um, a partner made in heaven for Ripple, <laughs> a partnership made in, in heaven, and also in other news, um. We got 286 million XRP shifted by Ripple, ODL Corridor, and Top Tier Exchange. I wonder where all these millions of XRP is going. Because they said it's, it's, it's 286 million XRP shifted by Ripple, ODL Corridors, corridors and Top Tier Exchanges. So, where's all the XRP going? You know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe Gary Gessler is lining his pockets. 
Maybe there's some more insider trading. You know, you can't trade. It's hard to trust the government agency, man, when they act when they act upon their own conflicts of interest, right? It's hard. It's hard to trust them. It's hard to trust them when they're making government-wide decisions that's going to impact me, you, and 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 the rest of the investors in America, but. Major blockchain tracker Well Alert has reported that over the past day, a whopping 285.9 million XRP coins have been moved by the Ripple crypto giant. Some of its ODL platforms and and big crypto exchanges based in South Korea. 286 million XRP kicked in eight transfers. Ripple involved as per the data provided by the. Uh, aforementioned DLT service over the past seven hours six major transactions have been conducted carrying slightly over 200 million XRP the largest lumps the largest lump transfer carried a, a staggering 100 million moved by leading South Korean exchange BitHump BitHump between its internal wallets Ripple a DLT uh, service provider from San Francisco and some of its ODL corridor, corridors were involved in several of these transactions. A total of 20 million XRP were sent from Ripple's wallet uh, to the coins.ph exchange based in the Philippines. Prior to that, Ripple sent these funds to the above-mentioned wallet, which is often used to send crypto beyond the company to ODL platform exchanges or financial institutions. Another Ripple ODL partner, Mexican exchange Bitso, sent 19 million 800 uh, sent 19,800,000 XRP between its internal addresses as well. It has also received 20 million XRP from Bittrex. U.S. headquarter exchange Bit, Bittrex has also shifted 20 million XRP to EU-based platform Bitstamp. XRP transactions by other exchanges. Among other exchanges that, that also sent XRP are South Korean uh, Coin One and FTX. That latter pushed thirteen million six hundred eighteen thousand ten XRP to the to the hit B, to the hit BTC. The total amount of XRP sent in these eight transactions equals two hundred and thirty one million seven hundred and fifty seven thousand seven hundred and ninety two XRP. As at press time, the Ripple affiliated cryptocurrency currency is is changing hands at. 81 cent so we have XRP that's on the move man do somebody know something we don't is something going on behind the scenes but can't say that because these large transfers has have been going on for a while now so and when I see these large transfers I don't get excited you know or anything until we see a settlement you know from this lawsuit I don't, I don't think that XRP is going to get relisted on on any exchange. Now we've been, we've been seeing a couple of delistings over the days, uh, over the past few days, based in um, uh, what was that? It's an exchange in um Canada, and they said they practically said that um they share the same opinions as the U.S. regulators, and you know they're gonna go ahead and delist off of their platforms so as far as relisting comes before a settlement announcement and, and before a XRP um, designation whether it's a security or non-security I doubt we see any relistings of XRP you know so it is what it is um, also something that I came across and in, in uh, a company that's claiming to be Ripple's competitor and it's uh, titled the name of that company is Baton System and this came out a couple days ago Ripple competitor Baton Systems Consume Take 3 3 seconds is a database update and does not move anything Baton Systems actually settles with no risk the 3 minute accounts for the bank ledger updating and the money actually moving settling for a long time Ripple now I don't I'm not telling you guys this is you know to bring flood against ripple or anything but it's interesting that you actually have a company that is 
I guess set out to be a direct competitor for Ripple. For a long time, Ripple has garnered much attention within the crypto space for its uh, fast settlement capabilities using its blockchain technology and network. Enthusiasm grew widely because XRP, the first and most popular digital asset to live on the XRP ledger, trades on the crypto exchanges and many investors have exposure to it, skinning the game. Uh, Baton's core uh, FX solution powers up X settlements for major banks. But Ripple, with solutions powered by XRP, is not the only player in the FX settlement. Let me reread that. But Ripple, with solutions powered by XRP, is not the only player in the FX settlement town using blockchain technology. Among the firm's leading competitors is Baton Systems, which was founded as Ubixi. UBIXI in 2016. The latest news is that Baton Systems Core FX solution powered the world's first interbank payment versus payment PVP settlement outside of CLS. The Core FX solution was built on Baton's proprietary distributed ledger technology and is governed by the Baton rulebook. No associated digital asset can be found on the cryptocurrencies market. So I take it that this is not a crypto company. This is just a a payments company, I'm assuming. The solution enables the banks to tackle risk in LFX settlements, generally in emerging market currencies that sit outside the framework provided by the CLS system. Baton's innovative PVP solution empowers market participants to take direct control of their settlement cycles, settle multiple times a day, and streamline workflows resulting in significant improvements to their liquidity, funding, risk, and credit management. Um, Arjun Jayaram, pretty sure I'm saying that wrong, CEO and founder of Baton Systems said, the development is hugely, hugely significant for the entire FX market as it offers firms the opportunity to really address settlement risk, arguably the most critical control issue impacting post-trade today. Today's announcement demonstrates the tremendous potential this technology presents to FX market participants globally to improve their risk management, intraday liquidity controls, and funding profiles. Using proven technology that that is readily available today, Banks can now take control and completely revolutionize their entire post-trade process from trade capture through to settlement. As part of the implementation, both banks have agreed to the Baton Rulebook, a framework designed to provide legal certainty around settlement uh, finality. Baton is engaging with other leading FX trading businesses as well as regulators globally to expand market access to fast and riskless PVP settlement protection to a wider universe of participants. Hmm. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They claim to be a competitor of Ripple, but it just seems like Ripple still has the the advantage because it's like Ripple can transfer value through anything, and it's a XRP is a bridge currency for any form of value, you know. And and the way the society is moving, the, the way that everything is moving, everything is going to be tokenized. Like you're going to need a system that's going to be able to transfer value through these new tokenized assets, these new tokenized assets. And XRP is, you know, it's the solution, in my opinion. Now, clearly these people have a different opinion than I do, but I feel like Ripple is still ahead of the game and, 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 you know, number one when it comes down to this new financial system. You know, it's one thing to, you know, have settlement and, you know, try to compare to to speed with, with Ripple and, you know, have fast transaction and settlement time, but to be able to move value of anything... Uh, you got to come on with it, Baton. Now they get down into a section that has this title: Baton's three minute versus Ripple's three second. This above mentioned FX settlement was between HSBC and Wells Fargo, 
The major banks intend to start using the core FX platform to settle FX trades uh, bilaterally on demand in less than three minutes on a PVP basis with legal settlement finality. Uh, finality. Ripple has made a name for itself for building a solution that takes only three seconds. Finance Feeds spoke to Baton CEO and founder uh, Arjun Jayaram, who explained the difference between Ripple's three seconds and Baton's three minutes. To clarify, three seconds is a database update and does not move anything. Wow, sound like he's really hating on Ripple. Now, he may, I don't know, we gotta do a fact check on it. Baton Systems actually settles with no risk. The three minutes account accounts for the bank ledgers updating updating and the money actually moving, settling. Doing that with finality and not introducing crypto assets is what makes the announcement today an industry trendsetter. XRP.org claims a uh, finality times of three to five seconds. But Ton Systems has been able to emerge from the inside and has hired many insiders, including ex-CLTC chair uh, Giancarlo, a.k.a. Crypto Dad, ex-FIA chair Jerome Kemp, and Basel III, reform chairman for Bill Cohen. The firm has already connected to ICE Clear after having in- integrated with LCH for automation of collateral workflow powering J.P. Morgan's collateral management. Besides being developed by institutional players for, ins- uh, for institutional players, Baton Systems has made its way far from the crypto headlines. One of the reasons why Ripple looks for media and retail investors' attention is because the firm funds or funded amid the SEC lawsuit its operation by selling XRP in the market. Baton has a different way to go about it and is completely focused on working closely with the industry and it's been extremely extremely successful at that while raising 15 times less funds. 19.1 million versus 293.8 million. It is possible that the banking industry might prefer using Baton's blockchain solution than working with Ripple, a firm at the heart of the cryptocurrency industry because it could uh, implicitly further legitimize cryptos, stablecoins, and CBDCs, which are seen by bankers as a threat. Interesting. So it sounds like they have a good, um, they might, Ripple might have a, uh, a worthy opponent. You know, if, they, if, they, if this article is, is, you know, reading facts, then Ripple may have a worthy opponent when it comes down to getting the mass majority of these banks on board with their system you know and that's one thing i'm pretty sure banks uh i'm pretty sure banks want to uh want to do is to avoid partnering with these crypto assets and find something that could debunk them and and overthrow crypto but the thing is it's going to be hard to really overthrow the crypto space because um Every, like I said, everything is going to be tokenized. Everything is going to be tokenized. And another thing that Ripple has is the thing that they announced um, not long ago, uh, which is the liquidity hub. That sits with Ripple. So if you partner with Ripple, I'm pretty sure you can sit that liquidity hub right beside it as a partnership. You can get that. And that way you can you can have access to all the crypto. And it, it will go through the liquidity hub. So why not have Ripple and all of its benefits that brings along having custody and obtaining access to these digital assets? Why overlook Ripple and switch to this baton system when they don't have no gateway to access these cryptocurrencies? Because as it grow, it's gonna continue to grow. Crypto assets will continue to grow. You know, people are going to continue to want to buy and hold crypto assets so baton systems it sounds like a good system but it's not providing no way to have access to bitcoin ethereum or anything else unless i'm missing something unless they come up with a way to do that to get a liquidity hub like ripple then i don't see them taking the place of ripple but you know who knows who knows but also 
I think uh, uh, to, aside from that, aside from ruffling XRP, I think a, a, a digital asset. This is not financial advice, but a digital asset to keep an eye on is a uh, Sendvin, and it's it's crypto asset XDC, and they've been getting. I think they're right now currently they they're trying to get on an exchange a week, so every week or every day maybe. It's been it's been rapidly. XDC is getting listed on a lot of exchanges, so keep an eye on that coin, man. You don't want to miss out. And XDC is a third generation crypto asset. And just a little summary of it, real quick. When you compare BTC, Ethereum, and XDC, you got Bitcoin transferring a uh, average of three to six trans, uh, uh, TPS. You got Ethereum transactions per second at twelve to sixteen. And XDC is 2,000 plus transactions per second. Average fee for Bitcoin, $15. Uh, average fee, fee for Ethereum, $10. Average fee for XDC is 0.00001. Uh, transaction confirmation for Bitcoin, 10 to 60 minutes. Transaction confirmation for Ethereum, 10 to 20 seconds. XDC, 2 seconds. With finality. Uh, Bitcoin supports no smart contracts. Ethereum supports smart contracts, and XDC supports smart contracts. And when you get down to en- energy consumption, uh, you know Bitcoin is at seventy one point twelve, Ethereum twenty point sixty one, and XDC is at zero point zero 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 seven four. So definitely keep an eye on uh, XDC, man. And it's a part of the the, the ISO, the ISO two hundred twenty two. Uh, compatibility so keep an eye on that man other than that that's it for today man I hope y'all enjoyed the show well well, yeah I guess I could call the show even though it's no uh, viewpoint I hope y'all enjoyed the session man I hope y'all enjoyed the podcast uh, be mindful stay safe you know and treat people how you want to be treated spread positive energy man and don't get scammed don't get scammed by these emails. Don't get scammed by text messages, phone calls, because I get blew up every day by by fake phone calls and scammers. And, you know, man, just, just keep an eye out. Everybody's going. If people find out you got crypto and, and and good assets, man, they're going to try to get your crypto. No matter what it is, they're going to try to get your crypto. So be mindful. Don't click on links. Uh, if you're on Twitter, don't respond to these DMs. They're saying they can. They got a, a business proposition for you. And, Know, what have you they, they want to dump some crypto on your wallet don't give me your access don't click on the links don't do anything man if it sounds too good to be true it may be and on that note man i'm signing out